Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. You know, when you go through tough times like this, maybe it makes you a better team. You know, for Connor and for Dreisaitl, those guys have had uh, nice careers, and they've hit a little bump in the road, and it's going to make them better, it's going to make them stronger, and it's going to make them great people. This is Ryan Eugene Hopkins. This is Arthur Platt. This is Malala. This is Cam Talbot. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of office printers and copiers. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 6.30 Shed. Brother, my brother, you can hold it all together. Night brings night, where it's cold and dark forever. Fire lines alright, I never want to see the night. Why, oh why? But in the darkness, I'll be back. everybody, Bob Stopper joining you in the 630 Chad Studios. This is Oilers Now, brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Digitex is a local Alberta company that supports local business and charities. Digitex is 630 Chad's copier team. A jam-packed edition of Oilers Now coming up for you. Uh, we will go about last night and get into NHL Today playoff action, which unfortunately the Edmonton Oilers are not in. Uh, we will hear a clip from Craig Simpson from yesterday's edition of Oilers Now. Uh, have all the audio, uh, key audio moments in last night's playoff games. And then, uh, as we mentioned, get into NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing. 12.35 today, courtesy of NHL Hockey and Rogers, former Oiler Louis DeBrusque. 105. Brendan, we delayed it enough. Our first draft feature. Our first draft feature. Got all the way till April the 19th. I refused, I refused to do a draft feature before the anniversary of the Oilers winning the lottery on April the 18th. Dan Marr from NHL Central Scouting will join us today at 105. And then we've got a couple of WHL conference finals coming up. Manny Vivrios, a one-time Edmonton Oilers draft choice, coached uh, Austria as the head coach in the Olympics back in 2014. He is the general manager, head coach of the Swift Current Broncos for the second consecutive years, uh, despite the fact that maybe Moose Jaw had more talent. Uh, he outcoached Tim Hunter and route to watching Swift Current uh, beat uh, Moose Jaw in seven. Swift Currents played Regina and Moose Jaw. Both those teams loaded up. Regina hosting the Memorial Cup. 
Manny Vivrios and Swift Current will meet Lethbridge, and there's several interesting storylines. Stuart Skinner, the Oilers' draft choice, third-round pick, a goaltender, uh, was chosen the uh, first star of round two of the WHL playoffs. He had three shutouts in the four victories for Swift Current in that series against Moose Jaw. He was traded from Lethbridge along with Giorgio Estefan. Uh, both those players came out of the... Uh, Edmonton Southside Athletic Club by uh, the Peter Anhold, the general manager of the Lethbridge uh, Hurricanes at the WHL trade deadline. Lethbridge actually finished ninth, ninth in the Eastern Conference, but still made the playoffs because of how they uh, stacked the respective divisions. So we'll have uh, Manny on to talk about Swift Current against Lethbridge and Bob Torrey, who's an Edmonton native, uh, worked a number of years ago with the Edmonton Oil Kings for the last, geez, it's got to be over 15 years now. He's been involved with the Tri-City Americans. He is their general manager and their governor, and we'll talk about his team, and he's got a good team. And multiple times this year, Bob Torrey was at Rogers Place. And... uh, he told me, Bob, if my team gets healthy, look out. We could uh, we could have a pretty good team. Well, he's got Yusuf Valamaki, the first-round Calgary Flames draft choice. Uh, they picked up Jake Bean, a first-round uh, pick out of the Carolina Hurricanes that won a Royal Junior Championship uh, this year from the Calgary Hitmen. Uh, that's a couple of their defensemen. They got uh, Michael Rasmussen, a first-round top-ten pick out of the uh, Americans for the Detroit Red Wings organization. They got a lot of talent on that team. So uh, it will be Tri-City against the Philadelphia Flyers goaltender of the future Carter Hart, who's currently playing with Everett in the uh, final era. You think they wish they had him right now? (laughs) Well, you know what? It'd be worse than what they have, even as a youngster. When's the last time they had a good goalie? Philadelphia. Oh, boy. Since before you were born? Well, yeah. Would it be Hextall? Hextall in 87 and going back to Bernie Perron. Like, Hextall was unbelievable in 87. I mean... The, the joke is that Glenn Sather wanted the Oilers to lose Game 6 because he wanted that gate in Game 7 uh, back in 1987. Uh, the officiating... <laughs> I'm talking about officiating from a game 30 years ago. But the Oilers got wire-brushed that entire game, if I recall correctly. I think Edmonton was shorthanded like 9, 10, or 11 times. J.J. Daniel in Game 6. But the Oilers also blew a 3-1 lead in Game 5. Actually, that was a game that Marty McSorley had a couple goals back in 1987. Huh? May 31st, 1987. Great day. Great day in more ways than one or two. Uh, anyhow, uh, this is uh, Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer with you. Here's how you get hold of us. You can reach us on a River Cree Resort and Casino hotline, 7804960063. It's brought to you by the River Cree Resort and Casino. The River Cree is springing back Cash Linko. Come down and enter for a chance to win your share of up to 72000 in April. Must be a Players Club member to win. Visit the River Cree for full contest details. You can email us at oilersnow at 630chat.com. You can text us at 630-630. It's brought to you by Westlock Ford. If you're looking for a new vehicle, go see Paul Olson at Westlock Ford or check out their great selection today at westlockford.com. Worth the drive to get your new ride. We're on Twitter. Brendan, what's your Twitter account? At Brendan Ulrich. What are we up to there? About uh, six, 8,000, something like that? For me, no. <laughs> Three of those. Well, we got well, to work on that. Well, you the... should retweet some of my stuff once in a while. I, I'm pretty selective with what I retweet. I Have you noticed that? Yeah. Uh, I think you retweeted me once before, and it was an update on Connor McDavid after uh, after a game. <laughs> okay, well, good good stuff. Uh, well, what about the show Twitter hoping account? hoping to get some more followers, you know? So what, what, what do you... The, the show account's up to 36,000. Okay, so we're doing okay there. Uh, I'll pretend that's my account. We, well, well, it basically is your account. <laughs> You're the only guy that ever sends anything out from that account, because I haven't figured out how to have two separate... I was never that guy, right? Like, I... 
You know what? Back when, uh, you know, uh, HF boards in the mid-2000s when I was hosting uh, Total Sports on the other station, once in a while I'd go on there and, and I went on as Bob Stoffer and did not understand that you could go on as a separate handle. I didn't get that, right? And I, So I, I know there's guys that have more than one Twitter account. I know there's players in the league that have a separate Twitter account. They don't tweet anything. There might even be a general manager or two in the league that has a Twitter account. Surprising how people seem to know what you tweet sometimes when you go, well, wait a sec here, you don't follow me off your official account. What's going on there? So, uh, uh, Mark Spector, Stoffer Inspector, every Tuesday for our friends at Horse Racing Alberta. I had a conversation with Jeff Roblard from HRA. And uh, guess what? Thoroughbred Racing begins at Northlands Park May the 5th. Keeping an eye uh, on Calgary. Heard something kind of interesting. Heard something really interesting. Uh, by the way, I've gotten a text to suggest what about Pelly Lindbergh back in 1985. That was the last good goaltender that the Flyers had. Uh, well, Hextall did win the Conn Smythe Trophy in 1987. Lindbergh, of course, uh, perished in a uh, car accident in November of 1984, right before the Edmonton Oilers played Philadelphia. In fact, uh, they pushed the game back a couple days. That was the game in which Dave Brown fought Dave Smanko and Kevin McClellan worked over at the Boxcar Hospital. Uh, Flyers won. The Oilers had played in the 85 playoffs that year and just destroyed them. And uh, Mike Keenan, in his infinite wisdom, had elected to pull Lindbergh during the course of that series and start Bob Froze. That's right, Bob Froze. Didn't exactly work out for Philly. The Oilers, here's one for you, Brendan. Just, uh, you know what? We don't do trivia anymore because trivia was an in-game, uh, in-season sponsorship. But uh, we'll have some fun here because I did mention it on the show in the last couple of weeks. Can you name... The occasional Oilers now guest that scored two of Philadelphia's three goals in the 1985 Game 5 at then uh, North Lions Coliseum as the Oilers pounded the Flyers 8-3. to We occasionally use this guy as a guest on our show. He does a little bit of uh, uh, scouting for an NHL organization, and he also works on a... Uh, on a TV broadcast as an analyst sometimes. You got, got it figured out yet? Rich Sutter? Rich Sutter. Rich Sutter got two goals back in that game in 1985. All righty. Uh, Craig Simpson, of course, won a cup at Edmonton in 1988 and 1990. Uh, his line in Game 5 of the Stanley Cup Final, Edmonton and Boston in 1990, Glenn Anderson was unbelievable. I mean unbelievable in that game. Walked Hall of Famer Ray Bork once and then set up the other goal with a terrific drive to the net. Uh, Craig Simpson, two-time Stanley Cup champion with the Oilers. I, I asked him if he could compare the Flames situation to the Oilers. Of course, Calgary firing Glenn Gullison. We do not have, by the way, anything further on Twitter in the last 10 minutes. Uh, just I, I just want to make sure. Maybe I should get Speck on and uh, ask him who the next coach of the Flames is going to be because... Uh, but I, I did hear something kind of interesting, because a lot of people assume it's going to be Bill Peters. Uh, but somebody said to me, just on the Daryl Sutter front, because I thought Daryl Sutter would be a long shot, uh, but someone suggested that uh, Daryl Sutter coming back in as head coach might drive the valuation of the Flames' uh, price point up for the team up higher. found that to be an interesting comment. I, I'll have to explore that further. Here is Craig Simpson from uh, NHL Hockey and Rogers, regular Wednesday contributor to Oilers Now, on if you can compare the Flames to the Oilers. Yeah, but uh, I think that uh, you, you look at the two organizations and your your point was well taken that you know last year was a very different feel for the two people at the top. They were among the uh, you know reward, uh, award uh, nominees. 
but I, I just think that you look at this year and there has to be some change. We've talked about it every week. I, I think you will see some. Uh, but I think this is a, a one-year window that you say, you know, clearly you're not going to go through another year like what happened this year and people aren't going to lose their spot. Uh, you know, I, I wouldn't be shocked if, uh, if the year went sideways and you had a follow-up year that was equally as bad that I can't imagine a scenario where... Uh, one or even both wouldn't be gone. So right. I, I just think you're looking at a one-year, okay, uh, teams and organizations and players can have a uh, one-off and a bad year. And unfortunately for this team, it comes at just such a terrible time when you've got youth uh, you know, Connor on his last year of his contract, the momentum gained from the year before. I understand all of the negatives around it, but I think you just bought a one-year window where you got to prove that you can get back to being a, you know, close to 50-win team and, and be a contender in the playoffs. That's Craig Simpson. Well, a lot's got to happen for Edmonton. They got to get a better backup goaltender to push Cam Talbot. They got to get Talbot in a prov- uh, positive framework right from the start of the season. So there's that. The defense, their top three defensemen were not uh, completely healthy. Everybody has injuries. The Oilers have to improve upon what they got on defense. Uh, they got to have some depth scoring. Uh, got to have some younger players take a step forward. Not a lot, uh, not enough of them did during this. Guys, that let's face it, Brandon, we were counting on, like Drake Kajula got 13 goals. I thought Drake Kajula might be able to get 20. Uh, Anton Slepeshev, I mean, I thought he'd at least get double-digit goals during the course of the year. Now, that said, Jujara K-Ride, I didn't expect him to get double-digit goals, but he tailed off down the stretch. Lucic had a miserable campaign uh, by his own admission. What was his quote? It's 90% mental for him. All right, so pick your boots back up. You're a 29-year-old veteran here. You were brought in by the general manager to uh, help with the leadership. Um, you got to be a leader. Uh, he, and so he's he's going to be on the clock there. Uh, Craig, it was interesting what Craig said. Obviously, if there's another year like this, there's going to be changes. That's a given. Uh, Edmonton's got a tough schedule out of the gate. The Oilers obviously fly to Germany for a last exhibition game against Cologne, the team coached by Peter Dreisaitl, Leon Dreisaitl's father. Former head coach of Cologne before Peter Dreisaitl. Former WHL coach, former Ottawa Senators head coach, former Alberta Golden Bear, Corey Clouston. So the Oilers head off to Cologne, and then Edmonton uh, takes on the New Jersey Devils uh, in uh, Gothenburg, Sweden. And then the Oilers, logic would dictate, we have nothing official yet, but logic would dictate that the Oilers would probably start on the East when they return and play, I don't know, maybe three games before they eventually get back to uh, Rogers Place. So the Oilers are going to have to create some positive energy out of the gate. Uh, they're going to need better goaltending. They're going to need their defense to uh, generate more from the back end. I mean, you had Clefbaum 38 points and Sacra 35 a year ago, and uh, Clefbaum finished with 21, and Sacra, I think, finished with six or seven assists, and that's it. I mean, they're, they're going to need a lot of things to happen just on goal and defense, but it starts there because they're going to have to shave significant uh, goals against. They're going to have to get their power play going again. Okay, that's a given. During the course of the, what, the seven or eight years that Todd McClellan and Jay Woodcroft were together in uh, San Jose, I think the the Sharks had the second best power play in the league during that time, if you factored in all the years. But they did have one year where they dropped the 20th. Uh, they did not drop the 31st. Oilers are going to have to figure that out and, and improve the power play because it cost them a bunch of games. It cost them opportunities where maybe they were behind by a goal or maybe even up by a goal on a chance to gain separation, and they didn't do it. 
So uh, lots of things have to come to fruition moving forward to get Edmonton back to where they were. But it can happen. And the margins between good teams and bad teams can change dramatically. How many teams this year did not make the playoffs last year? Just off the top of your head. I think the answer is seven. I was, yeah, I was going to say five or six. Well, Tampa, Tampa Bay didn't. Uh, New Jersey, right? Yep. So that's two out east. Uh, Colorado and Vegas. I guess, does Vegas count? Winnipeg. Winnipeg. So now we're up to five. L.A., that's LA, six. Yeah. Uh, who am I missing? Uh, I think there's one more in the Eastern Conference. I'll make you look that up for fun. Uh, let's go. Uh, let's do this. So let's head into about last night. Uh, boy, what did Jack Michaels say? Three weeks, he he was having some fun there with uh, his Twitter followers and mentioned the fact that... Uh, Philly is one of them. Philly. There's the seventh. Uh, yes, Philly was the seventh. So three teams in the East, three teams in the West that didn't make it last year made it, and then the new team in the West, the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, Jack talked about the fact that uh, he's picking Pittsburgh to win the Cup. He's never moved off that. And, again, we put some numbers out when we did our prediction show, and I said that Pittsburgh had, I think, the lowest PDO, the lowest, that's sort of like the luck quotient, which is the combined save percentage versus shooting percentage in in the league, and they were still a pretty good team. Uh, They're only, Philadelphia, for me, and, ah, that's you know what? Let's get to this. Here's Mike Lang with the call on of Jenny Malkin and making it one nothing for Pittsburgh. That's all the Penguins needed last night. Down deep goes to Crosby. Crosby with it around the left side to Kessel. Kessel a minute and a half into this penalty goes to Malkin. He shoots and scores. And Guinea Malkin gives the Penguins a one nothing lead. Oh, make me a milkshake, Malkin, and do it now. <laughs> That works in Pennsylvania, I guess. Uh, Anyhow, uh, Jenny Malkin, heck of a player. Here's, Brendan, is it me? Like, when did the Flyers give the Penguins problems? Even with Philly's bad goaltending. When did they give Pittsburgh problems? When they went after them. When they went at them. So Hackstall comes in. Well, the problem is they can't go after them because they're down 2 nothing 10 minutes into the game because Elliott can't make a save. So then they need to play discipline because they if they go on the penalty They kill, haven't. It's, there, has there been a hit thrown well, in that I'm, entire series? But it is the goaltending is the biggest problem. Well, their goaltending is terrible. And Carter <laughs> Hart's going to be good. It's embarrassing. But they've changed the dynamic and the approach of how that team plays. And I know I'm not trying to. Here's the thing. The game has moved in a certain direction. I give you that. You still got to have a little bit of jam come playoff time. They don't play with any. Uh, National Predators jumped on Colorado early and hung on. They made it uh, a three games to one series victory. Uh, Pittsburgh, by the way, now up 3-1 over Philly. Uh, Preds up 3-1 over Philly. Pete Weber, who I think was fighting the cold last night, with a call on yet another brilliant goal from Philip Forsberg. Predators coming back down the left side. Forsberg driving with strength. He scores. Philip Forsberg dug in, cut in through the left circle, and he beat Bernier as clean as can be. Wow. 1-0 Nashville. Yeah, he's playing hurt. I I know that voice, and uh, he's he's hurting for certain. All right. uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. That was a little bit. There was some nastiness in that game. Uh, Dave Mishkin with the call. Nikita Kucherov, who got away with a bit of a so-so hit a little bit later on. Kucherov making a 2-1 for the Tampa Bay Lightning last night in their game in New Jersey. They now have a three games to one lead in that series. Dampkos beats Miller, center point. Also go to Coburn. Braden Coburn centers it. Loose in front. Kucherov, score! Kucherov! That's a big goal. Now it's 2-1! 
The always understated, terrific guy, Dave Mishkin, by the way. Great guy. Uh, Phil Esposito is the other voice that you heard there. As uh, Tampa Bay knocks off the New Jersey Devils, they're up 3-1 in their series. Dan Rosanowski with the call out of San Jose on a goal by Tomash Hurdle. 2-1, it was the eventual game winner. And the final call as the Sharks put the brooms to the Anaheim Ducks. Couture there against Pedersen. Couture put him into the boards. Hurdle goes into four check on Getzlaff. Getzlaff gets it up the boards. Kept in. Vlasic the shot. Tipped in front. Score! Tomas Hurdle is in front of the net. Logan Couture was on the side of the goal. And Hurdle tips that shot from a point home. The Sharks two. The Ducks one with 10.51 remaining in the game. Two seconds left, one, and that's it. For the second time in San Jose Sharks history, they have swept a playoff series. Dan Rosanowski with the call. Joe Pavelski on these comments after sweeping Anaheim. Anytime you, get, you sweep a team, you know, it's it's a lot closer than I think you, you realize. And there's some key moments that guys made some big plays. and But definitely it gives us confidence. We know we can win. And just about, you know, playing that game every night and giving yourself best chance. He's a great player, Joe Pavelski. For the record, uh, I went 0 for 2 in my Pacific Division predictions. Uh, at the start of the year, I had Edmonton 1, Calgary 2, Anaheim 3, the only three teams out of the Pacific to make it. I got one of the four teams that made it in the mix. I don't think anybody had Vegas in the mix. Uh, I had LA to beat Vegas. I had Anaheim to beat San Jose. And like I said, was wrong. And now, talking about sweeping, I wonder if there's going to be sweeping changes in Anaheim with personnel potentially with coaching. If there is, there could be a collateral effect on Edmonton on a couple different fronts. This is Oilers Now. It's 1226 in Edmonton. We will head off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. And when we come back from NHL Hockey on Rogers, he's a beauty, Louis DeBrusque. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca. Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports certificate of authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, ProAm Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at proamsports.ca. That's proamsports.ca.